Welcome everyone to our podcast, your introduction to Christianity. I'm Stephen. And I'm Jake. And this is Word on the Street, a beginner's Bible study. This episode is brought to you by God the Father Apparel. Uh, hey Jake, do you, uh, do you wear clothes? Uh, sometimes, if I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, how about, how about anything Christianity related? Hmm, no, I don't own much of those. Uh, well, do you have, like, music artist, uh, apparel, or, or anything along those lines? Oh, yes, yeah, I got, I got plenty of those, plenty of those. One of the things that I notice is that people who wear Jesus apparel usually wear it for a Christian artist, but but it's never it's never really usually just about about Jesus. Oh, no, that's a good point actually. Have you been have you are you in the market for some uh for some quality clothing that that just scream just scream the name of Jesus but in a nice classy way? <laughs> you know, I think that suits my fashion. Well, Jake, then I think that you should check out God the Father Apparel. They have tons of options for you going all across the board from hats and hoodies to shirts and even a bunch of different limited edition articles of clothing. Oh, wow, wow. So they got like the whole enchilada here. Absolutely. It's also available for a relatively cheap price per item that you, my friend, can buy for yourself. Huh, huh. I might have to look more into this. But wait, there's a lot of options here. I mean, I'm already kind of overwhelmed. Well, Jake, if you don't know what you want to get and you you see tons of different designs and options that you think are really good, you should check out their exclusive bundle. Get three random articles of clothing from their store for the measly price of $59, cheaper than getting the three articles separate themselves. And get this, it could be three completely random items from three sets of t-shirts to even three hoodies or a mix of a hoodie, hat, and a t-shirt. Well, isn't that nifty? Well, is there a discount out for listeners of this podcast? Absolutely there is, Jake. For all listeners of Word on the Street, if you use code MRBOATCRAFT in checkout, you can save up to 15% on your entire order. That's code M-R-B-O-A-T-C-R-A-F-T, saving 15% on your entire order. And if you're wondering where your money is going, and it's not just going to some some corporate that makes and just sells t-shirts related to Jesus, 10% of all of the funding that God the Father Apparel makes goes to children around the world and sponsors that sponsors them and their families to make sure that they have food and water and the proper amount of money for them to attend school and do hobbies that they enjoy. Now, not only is that buying apparel, folks, but it's buying apparel for a good cause. I like the sound of Go to GodTheFatherApparel.com and check out all the lists of clothing that you can get for yourself. With that being said, go out and spread God's word. Be the disciples that he called us to be. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Word on the Street. Um, I am your host, Jake, and we got our, and my co-host is uh, Steven. Uh, this episode, we're going to be going through Genesis chapters 5 through 9, which will cover um, 
some genealogy, and then um, we're going to go through the life of Noah, the events that happened, um, the main one being the flood, which that is also quite the controversial topic in the Bible. So, yeah. Godwin. <laughs> starting out with a bang. <laughs> Godwin talking to, um, talking to Moses was just like, all right, so here's how this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's creation story. Let's 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 write it in this manner where it's super visual and everything. Also, you guys sinned, and I've damned all of you for eternity. But we'll get past that in a second. Next, uh, next comes this guy, and he's the only person that I don't hate with a fiery passion. So I saved him and his family and killed everybody else. But we'll get we'll we'll skip past that again. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it's it's so funny, and I I it's it's something that I'm not happy to admit. But anytime I think about Noah and the flood, I just think of the movie Evan Almighty. Starring the the guy that one guy who stars in the office. Have you seen Evan oh. Almighty? I I I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what movie you're talking about. I have not seen it though, unfortunately. Okay, well, let me <laughs> uh, let me look up the actor's name because he's the main guy in the office. Steve oh, Carell. Steve that's Carell, his name. Yeah. Steve Carell. Yeah. It, it's so funny to me because it's the sequel to Bruce Almighty. <laughs> and it uses Evan Baxter, who is like the the antagonist, not the, the antagonist. Yeah, the antagonist in <laughs> Bruce Almighty. It's so funny to me. I just I love the story so much. Freaking, freaking Morgan Freeman as God shows up to both uh, to both Bruce and Evan. But in Evan Almighty, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, Evan is supposed to live the life of Noah instead yeah. of like Bruce. And in Bruce Almighty, um, Bruce is given uh, all of God's powers until he learns his lesson. Uh, they're great movies. I love them. And they're not like uh, blasphemy or anything like that. <laughs> they're not just like super satirical. They're great movies. I enjoy them. I wish that... Um, Jim Carrey made like a cameo in Evan Almighty though, because he doesn't show mm. up in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have to watch those movies. Oh yeah, Evan Almighty is as corny as it gets. Bruce Almighty is funny just because it's Jim Carrey living alive mm. and being God for a few days. Like it, it gets as weird as you can imagine with Jim Carrey. But Evan Almighty is just like, hey Evan, there's gonna be a flood. You need to uh, save all the animals. And Evan starts to, like, actually physically change into, like, an old Noah. Like, oh, get a geez. white beard and white hair and everything. Kind of like Tim Allen's Santa Claus, where he shaves and then just instantly grows all of his hair <laughs> back. It's kind of yeah, just like that. It's super funny. <laughs> I, I love those movies. They're, they're really funny. But that's not how they actually went down. <laughs> hey, what? Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, God didn't just show up to, uh, to a random newscaster and was just like, hey, <laughs> it's going to flood. <laughs> Got to build a boat. <laughs> but yeah, like we, uh, like we talked about, I think we talked about this a little bit. If not, oh, uh, oh well. Um, 
but chapter 5 of Genesis is, like Jake said, genealogy, and it's almost purely genealogy. And, um, while, while the genealogies are important, it's not like an aspect that is something that needs to be discussed. It just shows the, the connection, and it, it's kind of like that thing that we were talking about in the last episode, where the Bible likes to just bounce all over the place and like be like, hey, this is what happened. But let's go back to this moment and, and zoom in here. This is this is what's important about this moment, and then it skips it forward again. This is kind of what it does with that. Uh, it talks about the descendants of Adam in chapter 5, and it talks about all the descendants of Adam all the way to Noah. Uh, and it just goes through and talks about all these different people who are living hundreds of years. I think the youngest person listed in this entire thing is a man named Enosh who lived 90 years old and he's kind of like in the middle of not even the middle towards like the beginning of the genealogy and Enosh lived 90 years old and then had a son who lived to be 815. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Some, I don't know, maybe this guy got, like, um, unalived or something. He got attacked something. by a bear. Because <laughs> yeah. here's, here's the thing, is that Adam lived to be 130. So this is, this is the interesting thing, because Adam was created as a man. He wasn't created as a child. He was created an adult. Mm. And... The thing is, is that we don't know what age adult he would have been, but we know that he only lived for 130 years. We don't know what age physically he started out, but it was 130 years. He gave birth, he gave birth, well, Eve gave birth to, to Seth, who lived to be 800 years. Like, these people, uh, these people are just, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, sorry, I read that wrong. It said when Adam was 130 years, he gave birth to Seth. That's what it was. So when Adam was 130, he gave he had his son Seth. 130 yeah. is when he had Seth. And then Seth lived... Uh, the, the days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years. And th thus, Adam lived 930 years. So I read all of that wrong. But yeah... Adam lived 930 years. Like, people barely make it to, like, 75 nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, it says that, like... this modern medicine technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring it back to Adam, bro. <laughs> and then it says, like, when Seth was 105, he gave birth to... It, he had a son named Enosh... Oh, so I, I read that other thing uh, wrong as well. Enosh was 905 years. He, when he was 90 years, he gave birth to his other son. Um, but when Seth was 105, he fathered uh, Enosh, and he fathered him for 807 years. Oh, jeez. Um, but the main reason that we're talking about Chapter 5 in general, other than the fact that these people are ancient and almost living an entire thousand years is uh in verse technically at verse 18 you get a man named jared who fathers a person a son named enoch and enoch is one of the most important people in the bible 
being mentioned very little. <laughs> yeah, right. Enoch has a very historic, impressive story that we learn in verse 24, where it says that Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And what the he was not means, because <laughs> that's literally all it says, is just he was not. Um, it literally means that he did not die. God literally just swooped in and was just like, Enoch, come with me, and just took him to heaven. Enoch did not face death, and he is the first and the only and only other man other than the prophet Elijah to ever not experience death. Yeah, it's interesting. It is so interesting. He is actually this is the only time in Genesis, and I think actually in the Old Testament, except up until like I think it's I think it's like one of the major prophets that mentions him again, but he's not talked about for the rest of Genesis in this moment because it's one of those things where, like, this happened, but it's not important right now. We learn more about Enoch in Hebrews, like, a lot more about Enoch in Hebrews. Um, so when we get there, we'll make references to this moment right now, uh, but that'll be way in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's super interesting that like whatever Enoch did when he walked the earth granted him favor with God, where God was just like, "Yeah, you don't have to die. Just come with me." Yeah, no, it's it's pretty crazy, man. Like, <laughs> it's super crazy. After after we go through all of this random genealogy. We finally get to Noah. Now, Noah was born of, uh, was fathered by Lamech, who lived to be 182. Uh, well, who lived to be a 777, sorry, but fathered Noah when he was 182. This guy was almost 200 years old when, when he fathered Noah, which is just insane. <laughs> and Noah was 500. Hundred years old when he fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When Noah was five hundred, he fathered three sons. Mm. He went half a thousand years before having his three sons. But anyways, in chapter six, we actually get into the reason that the flood is happening. The reason that God actually decides to flood the earth uh and so jake if you would want to get us started i would uh that would be good all right yeah i can do that Sweet. <laughs> Excuse me. all right so chapter six um when humans began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them the sons of god saw that the that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown. 
The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thought of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So, that is the corruption story already, and like, I don't know, Jake, have you listened, you, you, well, you've listened to the Bible Project, right? Uh, other yeah. Than, other than stuff with our, our theology classes, have you watched yeah, the videos with them? Yeah, there's a few I uh, watched on my own time, I don't remember which ones they were, though. They have a <laughs> video talking about this moment in particular that has stuck with me for a while. Um. Uh, hmm. Like, Luther's study notes for this talk about when you said, like, the sons of God. The Luther's study notes says that that's believers. Like, it it's calls them Sethites, which are, you know, tribes oh, born no. from Seth who believe in God and acknowledge God. Because the descendants from Cain don't actually follow God at all. They're just murdering each other in the wilderness because of the, the, the mark on Cain and the wrath that comes for where you kill the person who killed the person. Like, it, it keeps multiplying. So everyone who are descendants of Cain are just murdering each other left and right and creating this these all of these nations. Um, and then it also says the Nephilim, uh, which in the study notes says just thugs, tyrants. And then also it says sons of God, but also mighty men and the men of renown. Sinners ripe for the judgment of God's eyes. <laughs> ripe yeah. for judgment. So it, it, if you if you connect those dots, it's talking about those people. The, the, Nephilim, the Nephilim are, you know, those people who are just back and forth, just murdering each other. But yeah. one thing that the Bible Project said in one of their videos was that there is a chance that the the men who saw that the daughters of man were attractive because of the way that it's worded i think you're reading a different you were reading a different version than i was um oh shoot but the uh but like the esv says that the sons of god saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took as their wives any they chose Something that they said said that because of that, the way that that's worded, that the sons of God saw the daughters of man were attractive, that the sons of God might be referencing fallen angels. Hmm. And that if the fallen angels were, like, physically manifested, helping create all this tyranny on, on Earth, then it would be somewhat of a demigod situation <laughs> and and this is stuck with me because in their video they go they explain it there's all of these these tribes that exist all of these different tribes that exist that are just constantly at war with each other killing each other back and forth um but one thing that you have to under that people like don't know about how like a like the the demon quote-unquote hierarchy works because this is kind of like a catholic quote-unquote thing i don't know if you can really call it a catholic thing um but like 
if there are people are performing like exorcisms or stuff like that in order to say like this is something that we see in the new testament a little bit but like in order to cast out a demon you need to use a demon's name of a higher authority in order to do so right mm. um that's kind of like the the understanding is that in order to have power over a demon or whatever in order to cast them out do whatever you have to have like you have to say in a name of authority that is over that demon that's why in the name of jesus always works because he has authority over everything um but one thing that they were talking about is that if these demons just i don't know had a child with a, like a, a woman on earth and bore this like mighty man demigod situation it would make sense for like it would explain the like the tyranny of all these nations falling if they were worshiping this demigod guy because of whatever power whatever thing that he had but it's it's a weird supernatural mm. thing that kind of just like I, it was one of their videos and if i can find it i'll put it in the description uh, of this episode. yeah i can say i watched that one uh but like yeah it, it kind of it kind of made me made me scratch my head a little bit being just like i mean i wouldn't see why why that wouldn't be possible because like almost every religion that i can think of has has like a demigod sort of situation with it yeah. and not to say that like christianity is the same as all, all other religions but like i i wouldn't i wouldn't see why it wouldn't be something that could happen i don't know <laughs> yeah. but yeah freaking everyone on earth that is currently alive right now is evil and wicked except for noah like not even noah's family it's just noah <laughs> like that that was the that's the one thing that I, I like pointing out is that like noah had sons and they were awful but noah was no noah's all right <laughs> no, no, yeah it's fine <laughs> he's chilling Alright, and then uh, starting with uh, verse 9, we get into the flood. So, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark is 300 cubits. Its breadth is 50 cubits. Its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark, and finish it to a cubit above, and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with the lower, second, and third decks, for behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which it is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you. You shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wives, your sons' wives with you. 
and every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They to, they to their kinds, and of animals according to their kinds, of creeping things on the ground according to its kinds, of mm. uh, two of every sort shall come into, uh, come into you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Mm. That is the end of chapter 6. Rather, rather short chapter than we've experienced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God's basically like, hey, Noah, um, the world sucks and I hate it. Uh, but you know what? You're a cool guy. Uh, you're and you know because you're a cool guy, you have earned the 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 right to keep your family alive. <laughs> so I'm gonna kill everybody else, but your family will live. Um, and your family and you will only live if you build this boat. <laughs> <laughs> And um, where does it, what verse is the cubits? 15. For people who don't know what a cubit is, it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that like doesn't exist anymore as far as like a measurement. But the, uh, the, the subtext for this says that the arc was 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. That's tall. <laughs> That's a long, yeah. long boat. A big boat. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, so let's see. If we took, let's let's Jake, give me give me like a big structure, right? Just any any big structure that's on the world right now, as far as just like retrospect. Um, let me think. Big structure. Let's just do like a football stadium. It's your typical NFL football stadium. Okay, right. so what's the one that the, I, the whatever one the Chargers are at? I think that's the most expensive one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how Both I'm gonna stadium. just do like how long is how long is the yes, is so Chargers Chargers football stadium? Is it called the SoFi Stadium? I'm pretty sure it's the SoFi, yeah. How long is the SoFi Stadium? That's interesting. Oh? Well, just that it's the SoFi Stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, that doesn't answer my question. Uh, that doesn't answer my question either. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't think that information would be that hard to find. <laughs> it's giving me the, the it's giving me the uh, capacity, but not like the length. <laughs> and then it also gives me the uh, the square feet, but not not the length. Oh man, uh, maybe let me. I can think it's uh like I can think of tall vertical oh, building. Wait, maybe, maybe, maybe I found answers. Uh, okay, so, envisioned, uh, <laughs> the stadium's height was reduced to about 30 
35 meters over 100 feet. Oh, dang. That's not what I need, though. <laughs> I need the length of it. Can you give me the length? I don't need to know how many tons of material are <laughs> 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 Panoramic double-sided structure weights. It's giving us all the information we don't need. <laughs> exactly what it's doing. You know, I'm just going to be like, how tall is the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is 984 feet. Dang, that's pretty if tall. If you stacked the arc on itself twice, but half of the Eiffel Tower, basically, is how long the arc was. Half of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Like, that's a big boat! <laughs> that's no, a that long is, boat! That is an no. incredibly long boat. And Noah just built it. <laughs> God was like, here's here's how it works. Here's the, <laughs> here's the blueprints. Go do it. Yeah, he must have been a shipwright or something. Actually, from, from what? Because uh, uh, my pastor Brian actually did this I did like a message on, on on this a little bit ago. Um, there weren't boats made before this. Boats oh, wait, really? were just like not a thing. What? It, it's it's interesting because like uh, as far as like we know, the only like sources of water that exists are the four rivers. And uh, there are other things. It was a it was a good message, and just as far as like boats, just weren't a craft. They wasn't something that was necessary, especially <laughs> since everything was just nations attacking each other. People didn't really need to build a boat for nothing, because <laughs> everyone was just like, "Ha, ah, I'm gonna take over your thing," and then other people came over and took over that spot, and other people came over and took over it again. So like, boats just weren't a thing. So, him making a boat, people were just like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's that supposed to do? <laughs> is that how you're gonna take over, is that how you're gonna take over a nation with that boat, with whatever a boat is? <laughs> Bro, your name would be meaningless, Stephen. <laughs> I know, right? I, I would be like, hey, I'm Mr. Boatcraft, and they're like, what? <laughs> What's a boat? <laughs> What's, What's a boat? <laughs> But yeah, and um, God is just like, hey, take your take your wife, your sons and your sons' wives, like take take your take your family, put them on this boat, and then you get a bunch of food, and uh, when you're done with the boat, uh, I'm gonna flood the earth. <laughs> Noah's just like, all okay. right, sounds good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so thanks for the heads up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, Jake, would you, uh, would you want to go ahead and, uh, tell me, uh, and tell me what happens at the beginning of chapter 7? The beginning of chapter 7? Yeah, man, I got you. Um, alright. <clears throat> the Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found your righteousness in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven, seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. 
Seven days from now I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the floodwaters came on came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and un and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground. Male and female came to Noah and entered the ark, as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the floodwaters came onto the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened. The rain fell upon the earth for forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. They and every beast according to its kind, and all the livestock according to their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, every bird according to its kind, every winged creature. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went into went in as God had commanded them, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued forty days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole earth, a uh, whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. All the flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, livestock, beasts, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth and all mankind. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground. Man and animals, creeping things, and birds of the heavens, they were blotted from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth for 150 days. Damn. That is the end of chapter 7, and everyone is dead. <laughs> Every, not just everyone, everything. Alright. Okay, so, first things first. Yeah. It took Noah a hundred years to build the ark. Uh, roughly. In the 600th year of Noah's life is when the floodwaters came. Noah was 500 when he bore the Shem, Hapeth, and, Shem Ham, and Japheth. In between that 500th year and the 600th year of his life is when God told him to make the ark, and then he made. And as soon as he finished the ark, is when the floodwaters came, and then everything boarded the boat, uh, the the ark, and and that's how it worked. It's a big boat made out of a specific kind of wood that I'm pretty sure Noah built by himself. <laughs> I don't think. No, I mean, it says that Noah built it. I'm, I'm not sure if that meant, like, his, his sons and everyone helped him out or not, or if they were too busy being being wicked to help all, all pops <laughs> out with building the boat. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, about a hundred-year period 
is is like the maximum amount of time that it took Noah to build the ark because it definitely didn't just happen in a day. There's no. not a chance. Um, and then okay, so I need to look up specifically how long a cubit is because it, it says in this thing it seemed to be a oh, detail no. only God would know rather than a measurement <laughs> taken by Noah. And I love that. <laughs> um, so let me actually do some math here. If the boat, if the arc is 400 feet long and the arc is 300 cubits long, that would put it at a foot and a half. Hmm. I think it's 400 and 450 feet divided by 300 cubits <laughs> means that, yeah, it's a foot and a half per cubit. If we multiply 1.5 times 15 cubits, it means that the tallest peak in the world, Mount Everest, was underwater by 22 and a half feet. Jeez. After all of the floodwaters came. 22 and a half feet is how deep underwater Mount Everest was. Yeah, that's like Mount... belief. How high is Mount Everest? Mount Everest is 29,000 feet above sea level. <laughs> 29,000 feet above sea level. I, we live in we live in Nevada. And Nevada has uh, and Nevada has a peak of a, I think our like the the Carson City area is what like an elevation of four thousand something. Yeah, that's um, like four thousand yeah. five hundred. You get up to Tahoe and it's about five thousand. Yeah, pro yeah, probably about that. Cause Mount Rose is like around nine thousand, like mm -hmm. skiing. So yeah, if Mount Everest was twenty two feet underwater, our our valley was several thousand feet, over 20,000 feet below water. Yes, and, Jake, I don't know if you know this. Do you know what our, what our state fish is? Oh. Wait, is it that one extinct fish? <laughs> yeah, yes. Wait, yeah, I don't remember what that fish is called. It's a really weird fish. Um, let me pull up the name. That's not... No, sorry, state fossil. That's what it is. Oh, it's not the state fish, it's the state fossil. Do we have a state fish? <laughs> we do have a state fish. It's a sort of trout. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> so, the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's called the... It's called the Shiniosaurus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an extinct fish, obviously. Um... But, wait, hang on. It is... Sorry. Then it says that... Sorry. There's two different sources, but I'm going to go with the one that has the .gov at the end of it instead of .org, because .org is for losers. Um, <laughs> the, 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 state, um, the state fossil is the ichthyosaurus. Oh, ichthyosaur. Do you know what the term ichthyosaurus means? I do not. It means big fish. <laughs> Our the Nevada is a desert. For those of you who don't know, it's a desert state. Uh, it's a mountainous desert state in the United States. The state fossil is a ichthyosaurus, which is big fish. 
It was found in Fallon, which is a <laughs> the most desert place up north mm-hmm. in northern Nevada, really. It's mm-hmm. just barren dirt out there. Yeah, and there was a fish found there. There was a giant fish. <laughs> Ichthyosauruses are huge. <laughs> how? Let me let me look this up because I know that they're a big. Well, a big fish, obviously, but like, how big is that's his bug? But whatever. How big is the Ichthyosaurus? Well, that's nothing big. The Ichthyosaurus is can get up to eighty-five feet long. Almost as big as a blue whale. <laughs> oh, gosh. A fish almost as big as a blue whale. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and what it says is that it was smaller than most of its relatives. I'm getting, like, very various, like, things. Because um, this one says that it measures up to 70 feet. Um, this one says 1 to 20 meters, which is anywhere from 3 to 70 feet. So, like, it could be a small fish, but, like, the average was closer to the 70 feet long. That's almost as as wide as the arc itself. Yeah. Is how big that fish is. <laughs> like, jeez, what, what the heck? <laughs> and that is the desert states. Like state fossil is a big fish. <laughs> like if if you don't understand the flood, you there's no way to explain that fossil being there, cause there's no water in Fallon at all. There's no water out there. Not yeah. even like there's bare. I don't even think that there's a river that goes out through Fallon. Is there? Not that I know. <laughs> There's just no water out there at all. And rivers in Nevada are like creeks in the, in the rest of the United States. Right. Like, rivers out here are tiny. Ain't no way a fish that long is fitting out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Flood happens, and that's how you get big fish dying in mountain areas. And also, how you can also find seashells and starfish on Mount Rose. Little, yeah. little thing. You can actually yeah. find seashells on Mount Rose. Yeah, it's like, how, yeah, how does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's really funny to me. But yeah, 15 cubits underwater, 22 and a half feet underwater was Mount Everest. Um, and what's also an yeah. interesting thing is that the when when Moses, because Moses is the author of Genesis, and he's the author of Genesis of the Torah. Um, which is the first five books of the Bible. Moses, like, when Moses is writing the, the, the Torah, they have already come up with a dating system, right? So their months are the same as our months, but, um, they did it based off of the seasons, right? You had four seasons that they decided because of the way that, like, nature changes, um, and it was every three months after the third, after the third month of that season, it would be a new season. And that's kind of how it works with us today. Not really anymore. There's just a random date in this specific month that is like, oh yeah, that's the first day of summer. Like it's weird, but they would just do the first day of the month. And then at the end of the third day of that month, then it would be, uh, the next season. So when it says the the second month on the seventeenth day, we can 
almost for certain take that literally to be February 17th. We Mm. almost can literally take that seriously. There's obviously still, like, a toss-up on, like, how, how everything worked. But, like, we can almost take that as a literal February 17th is when the flood came. As, like, a, just a, a reference. Yeah, huh, I haven't heard about that, dang. And another thing mm. is that rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights. One thing that, like, you learned in, in like, Sunday school was that, like, for 40 days and 40 nights, Noah was just on the ark and doing whatever. No, that that's not how long the flood was. That's <laughs> how long the rain was coming. For 40 mm. days, rain came and the earth flooded. Water was constantly increasing in volume for 40 days and 40 nights. That's a long time, bro. For a month and a half <laughs> of just pure rain. Like... Yeah, that's crazy. And this is, I think we talked about this um, in the last episode of like where I brought up the theory of like the bubble around human, uh, around Earth. As mm. far as, like, people living forever. Mm. Like, because scientists definitely have, like... Well, Christian scientists have been, like... There is a possibility that, like, if Earth was covered in a water vapor that blocked the UV rays, that we would live a lot longer. Mm. So, like, when it says that the heavens opened up, that's where I'm just like, yeah, there was this huge water bubble around Earth, and God was just like pop <laughs> and I just everything just came in and yeah. destroyed everything and it was no more <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that it would be hilarious if that was the case just being like hey um here's this here's this vapor to let you guys live for like thousands of years oh well hundreds of years and then he was just like wow you guys you guys really suck let's <laughs> drown you just pop the bubble and then also a different thing from your typical Sunday school uh, story of Noah was that it's seven pairs of every animal and then one pair of mm. unclean animals. Yeah, so, not so just two, not just two animals of each like, well, I guess kind or species, however you yeah. translate that. <laughs> it, it, I, yeah, we. I, I don't think that anyone knows what that means, really. Yeah, like, what is a kind of animal? <laughs> okay, the this, this study note says that according to its kind, it's repeated, the Holy Spirit is not wordy without purpose, is a mm. um, reflection mm. of, Lu- uh, of cross-reference with Luther something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this looks like it's a, a different yeah. book oh, that Luther, Luther wrote. Um but by this procedure, Moses wanted to thrust a god, goad, god? I don't know how to pronounce that word, as it were, into the minds of readers to keep them from thinking that this, his message dealt with some unimportant matter. I don't, that didn't explain what that meant, but, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I, stay, I, I stand on my statement. I don't think anyone really knows what that means, but. It could be taken literally that any animal that we know of today was there, or the ancestors of all animals. No, and I—that's I, not the part that matters. But like, that's still a lot of animals. <laughs> that's a whole lot of animals. 
Yeah, and then a lot of food to have for them and the animals. <laughs> right. And this is also where some people are just like, this is where the dinosaurs died. Is that mm. they just weren't allowed on the ark. God was like, eh, let's, yeah, get up. Get, get, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. That's not something we want. Because, like, could you imagine, like, not like a Jurassic Park imagine, but that's just your everyday thing, going out and there's just, like, T-Rexes and Velociraptors just going all over the place. Bro, that would be insane. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's what happened to some of these people who just, like, got offed in the genealogy of Noah. <laughs> yeah, they just came face-to-face with a T-Rex. Just, yeah, just unfortunate. Do you think, like, any one of the mighty men, like, pulled a How to Train Your Dragon oh, kind of thing? Would, oh, man, that would actually be so cool. Just riding a T-Rex into battle, well, taking over a nation. I, I bet they could tame some dinosaurs, man. That would, I just, I, I don't know, man. When it comes to, when it comes to the Bible... Dinosaurs just aren't mentioned. The only things that we can, like, assume could have been dinosaurs, maybe, are the two unknown creatures mentioned in the Bible with the Leviathan and the Behemoth. Those are the only two things that, like, just don't have a correlation to anything that we know of, really. Other than, like, the Behemoth was on land and the Leviathan is in the water. But, like, I just, thinking about dinosaurs and this as far as like creation story it's just so weird <laughs> yeah yeah no they, they seem to elude the scriptures <laughs> they just don't <laughs> seem to exist when it comes to when it comes to the bible yeah. it like i i almost think that just yeah they they all died <laughs> yeah. in the flood i yeah. mean i guess, I guess so but, I guess that's why some people think that the devil put dinosaur fossils in the <laughs> that dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> that's real, bro. I mean, like, as far as, far as like, far-fetched things about the world um, that, like, shouldn't be something that people are arguing about, I think this one is the least, like, the one that I, like, have least confusion about because mm-hmm. literally dinosaurs are not mentioned in the Bible. To say that they don't exist is not as far-fetched as, like, they say, like, I don't know, like, the world is flat or something like that. Mm. I I feel like as far as those kinds of, like, quote-unquote conspiracies, I think that one's my least concerning one. If someone were to be like, dinosaurs aren't real, I would be like, well, well, no, they are, but I I think I get what you're coming from. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, everything's dead now, even birds and things in the water too. Because mm-hmm. one thing that you don't know, like that you don't learn about um when it comes to, well, you might not learn about when it comes to marine biology. If you have salt water, if you have salt water animals, if you put them in fresh water, they die. If you put fresh water animals in salt water, they die. Even if one animal can be in both freshwater and saltwater, if the water is a different temperature, they die. So if all of the waters in the Earth were to suddenly mix their salt levels, and mix their temperature levels, and with all the pressure of the water throughout the world creating all these different cyclones and stuff, because I'm sure hurricanes came too at this moment with water coming from the heavens and from the Earth, 
and then just all of this stuff happening at one moment. I'm sure there were hurricanes and stuff. Oh, Even yeah. the water, like the water life, is no. not going to live from that because all of the different things that keep that kept them alive have now merged with other things that are toxic with them and so everything just dies <laughs> it's not a living thing anymore even like water stuff and like the birds and everything yeah they can fly but they can't keep flying up into the air into space like that atmospheric pressure affects them and lack of oxygen affects them as much as it affects us so and if if all of the trees and everything were covered with water they have nowhere to land so Birds just kind of either drowned or died of exhaustion and then drowned <laughs> or got smothered by rain and then drowned. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's something that like can like that always has made me like think just like God hated humanity so much in this moment and regretted creation in general that he killed everything, not just humanity. He killed everything. We, 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 like, humanity was so corrupt and corrupted the earth that he killed everything, even stuff, even just the animals of the world. Like, that's how bad humanity was. Mm -hmm. And you think about, like, if, if any people know the story, like, just the Revelation in general, Revelation is the book that talks about the end of the world and the day of judgment and everything like that. And you think about how Jesus also says that like the world will get worse up until the day of judgment. Yeah. It will yeah. continue to get worse. Yeah. If humanity was so corrupt then that God had to wipe them off of the face of the earth and you look at how we are now and you think about just how corrupt humanity is, I would put the argument that we're nowhere close to how corrupt the world oh was. Because if we were to reach that level of corruptness before Judgment Day and got worse than they did, yeah, don't make lies, it would be a different level of hatred. Yeah. And, like, God wiped them when they hit that level. He wiped them from the earth when they got too corrupt. Because I'm sure he was watching them the whole time slowly get more and more corrupt, being like, why is this happening, guys? Like, what's going on? And and didn't wipe them from the earth until it became too, like, just way too much and they were too far gone. To think about our world now and to think that we're not at their level, like, oh, gosh. Jeez. Yeah, no, like, no, because, I mean, I mean, just look at look back through history not even that long ago like like world war ii less than 100 years ago like that was horrific bro and it was yeah. like people did awful things in that war man <laughs> yeah it's ah to, to think that that's not even like the worst thing that happened no. or the most corrupt that humanity's ever been it, it's ah <laughs> it just yeah. shows just how capable it just shows the nature of man. <laughs> yeah. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man, it was, that was well. That was well. Put that sure. in this but uh, yeah, no. Like this also can tell some people. It's like yeah, even though you know, um, God definitely displays a lot more wrath in the Old Testament. 
he's also extremely patient <laughs> with, oh, yeah. with humanity in, in the Old Testament. And we're just going to keep seeing that uh, same um, th that, that same thing play out uh, as the Old Testament continues on. Right, yeah. Uh, like, Noah was 500 when he fathered his kids, but his father was eight, uh, 182 when he fathered Noah. So, he fathered Noah for 595 years. So, when Noah was, so, 95 years after Noah had his, had, like, fathered his kids, his father died, right? Yeah. No, up until when Noah was 500 is when God said, hey, humanity's too corrupt. There are generations of people before him like methuselah 969 when he died had uh fathered he fathered lamech for 782 years yeah crap. methuselah was 300 uh was 300 years when his dad suddenly disappeared from the earth and was taken by god because <laughs> his father was enoch and enoch was uh fathered uh, was fathered for 800 years um uh well there was another enoch so so enoch was uh like when enoch was 65 he fathered methuselah and when jared lived uh, after jared lived 800 years he fathered enoch like there's thousands of years after adam that go by in which God is watching humanity slowly get worse. And it's not like he has just disappeared from humanity. We know that the tribe, the Sethites, the generations from Seth, are listed as believers of God and the followers of God. Yeah. So, like, God is still present with them and still doing stuff and having as much of a fellowship as physically possible. Spiritually possible? I don't know how that works. <laughs> but yeah, yeah spiritually yeah. possible. He's having as much fel uh, fellowship as he can, based off of the sin of the world, and over several thousand years, humanity just keeps getting worse and worse, up until when Noah is 500, God finally is like, this is the farthest that you guys can physically go, yeah. and I, I'm a sh like, to, to actually make God regret making anything for creating, like, the God who's all-powerful can create anything he wants to by speaking stuff just regretted his decision. Like, that's saying something. Mm. Like, ah. ah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't even want to know what these people were doing, bro. <laughs> right? And we haven't even gotten to, like, how corrupt Sodom and Gomorrah was. Sodom and Gomorrah was bad, but this yeah. was worse. Yeah, we kind of give a glimpse of Sodom and Gomorrah, how just uh, disturb yeah, well, disturbing the people were there. We will get we will get into that um, later later in Genesis. We will actually be able to cover Sodom and Gomorrah in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, we will get there quite soon. But anyways, let's get back to when the flood waters actually disappear from the earth. So yeah. Jacob, you want we'll to be part of the story. <laughs> as happy as it can be Nick, yeah, you wanna right. go ahead and start us with chapter eight all right yeah all right god remembered noah as well as all the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark 
God caused a wind, a wind to pass over the earth, and the water began to subside. The sources of, of the watery depths and the floodgates of the sky were closed, and the rain from the sky stopped. The water steadily receded from the earth, and by the end of 150 days, the water had decreased significantly. The ark came to rest in the seventh month, and on, on, on the seventh day of the month, and on the mountains of Ararat. The water continued to recede until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were visible. After forty days, Noah opened the, the window of the ark that he had made, and he sent out a raven. It went back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see whether the water on the earth's surface had gone down. But the dove found no resting place for its foot. It returned to him in the ark because the water covered the surface of the whole earth. He reached out and brought it into the ark to himself. So Noah waited seven more days and sent out the dove from the ark again. When the dove came to him at evening, there was a plucked olive leaf in its beak. So Noah knew that the water on the earth's surface had gone down. Uh... And it had gone down after he waited another seven days. He sent out the dove, but it did not return to him again. In the six hundred first year, in the first month, on the first day of the of the month, the water that had covered the earth was dried up. Then Noah removed the ark's cover and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. By the twenty seventh day of the second month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah. Come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring out all the living creatures that are with you, birds, livestock, and those that crawl on the earth. And they will spread over the earth, and be fruitful and multiply uh, on the earth. So Noah, along with his sons, his wives, and his sons' wives came out. All the animals, all the creatures that crawl, and all the flying creatures, everything that moves on the earth came out of the ark by their families. Alright, so the floodwaters subside, and <laughs> one thing that we see is that it was the 600th year of Noah uh, of Noah's life when the floodwaters started, the second month, uh, the second month, 17th day. It is now the 601st year of Noah's life on the first day of the first month. The waters dried from the earth. Yeah. After the waters dried from the earth, Noah waited until the second month on the 27th day to yeah. actually, well, he didn't wait. That's when God actually told Noah to get out of the ark. So the ark came to rest on the first day of the first month. And then on the 27th day, on the second month, is when God said, All right, get out. <laughs> get, get out of the thing. So it has, been, it has been a full year that the flood, that water has been on the earth. A full year. Rain came for 40 days uh, in the second month, and all of the water on the earth had dried up uh, on the second month, the 27th day. They had lived in the ark for an entire year. Yeah, Not just 40 days, 40 nights. <laughs> well, yeah. You're in 65 days. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually almost, I think it would be 400 days mm, close yeah. to it or some, something close to it. Hmm. So like, it's, it's a long time, bro. It's a long time to live in a boat. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. something that people just do. And then when God was like, Hey, get out, everything just, just left as if life is now normal. <laughs> like that's just how it worked. <laughs> yeah, man. I find it also just weird to think that insects, along with birds and mammals and amphibians, and somehow aquatic animals, just went on the ark and lived for a year. Like mm. I don't know how exactly the ark was built in order to maintain all of this life, but it seems like <laughs> the only reason every animal is alive on that ark is because God kept them alive. Yeah, you you kind of have to come to that conclusion. Like I I almost like to think that God made the ark made the ark like the TARDIS or something. There's <laughs> <laughs> just vast ecosystems. In the ark. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny of a thought considering how big the ark is already. Yeah. It's right. yeah, 700 feet by, uh, not 700 feet, 450 feet by 75 feet is like the area, the surface area of walking, and it has three decks to it. To think that, to think that you go in the boat and it's bigger on the inside <laughs> when it's the biggest boat you've ever seen yeah but it's, yeah. Almost like, it's almost like god was like like just make it big so like people can see what you're building and so they're like oh, what are you building dog <laughs> right yeah because one thing one thing that going back to evan almighty one thing that happens in that movie that i'm sure could have happened in noah's time is that when evan is building the ark people are just like dude why are you building a boat in the middle of in the middle of the city, what is happening right now? And and Evans just like God told me to. And if you if you will uh, choose to obey God, you will help me build this ark, and you will get in it when I tell you to. And everyone's just like, dude, you need to see a therapist. Yeah, something is wrong with you, bro. Uh, and I'm assuming that like even at then as it is now, if people were to like. Because I'm sure Noah was like, hey guys, get on the boat. Like, help me build this boat, otherwise you're gonna die. If people were to, like, listen, I'm sure they would have been, they would have been fine. I'm sure God wouldn't have been like, no, yeah. you can't, nah, you're, nah. <laughs> get, yeah, get yeah, yeah, and that's what she, yeah, and just to think of, like, how long he was building that lo that boat and, like, how many chances people had to right, just yeah. ask him about what was going on. <laughs> oh. And people, people knew, like it said in uh, the chapter, that people knew him to be uh, a, a man of God's own heart. Like that's yeah, a David a thing, name, but yeah. like specific. Uh, yeah. He was blameless in his generation. That's how it's worded. Yeah. Noah was blameless in generation. People knew him as a man of God. Like people knew that yeah. he was a, a like, that he followed God. Yeah. And everyone was just like. Pfft. God told you to do that? You're stupid. Like, what? <laughs> they knew him as a blameless man, a righteous man of God. And then when he when he did something that God told him to do, they were like, 
<laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it, it's weird to me that there would just be insects and stuff on the on the arc too. Like, mm. I don't, that, that just sits weird with me. Yeah. I don't know why, but maybe I just don't like creepy crawly things. But yeah, I won't want to live with insects. <laughs> Anyways, this uh, next section is God's Covenant with Noah, and it goes through through chapter 9 as well. Oh, yes. So we're going to go ahead and just continue reading into chapter 9 as well. Um, and then kind of cut it from there. And then, yeah, we, we just won't read about the descendants of Noah either, because it kind of works the same way as the exactly. descendants of Adam. So, anyways, verse 20 of chapter 8. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night shall not cease. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and ev upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. And to your hand they are delivered. Every morning that that every morning thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds human blood, by human his blood will be shed. For in the divine image God made human beings. As for you, be fertile and multiply. Populate the earth and multiply in it. <laughs> God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I am now setting up my covenant with you, with your descendants, and with every living be being with you, with the birds, with the large animals, <clears throat> and with all the animals of the earth, leaving the ark with you. I will set up my covenant with you so that never again will all life be cut off by flood waters. There will never again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the symbol of the covenant that I am drawing up between me and you and every living thing with you on behalf of every future generation. I have placed my bow in the clouds. It will be a symbol of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring the clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will remember the, remember the covenant between me and you and every living being among all the creatures. Flood waters will never again destroy all creatures. The bow will be in the clouds, and upon seeing it, I will remember the enduring covenant God and every living being of all the earth's creatures. All right, and right there, we already have another covenant, but this is an actual covenant covenant made with like man, as far as blood. So. Uh, we have a situation in which the promise of, of a Messiah is given in uh, with Adam, but a covenant is made with Noah 
a little bit a little bit different. Jake, you remember the uh, the, the the difference between the two from from our theological stuff? Mm. Ah, yes, the unconditional and conditional covenants. Yeah, you remember the. Uh, do you remember you remember the the explanation for what makes a covenant a covenant? Um, as I well, this might not be all of it, but from most of what what I would recall, it was uh, uh, two uh, two members of a parties of a party agreeing to meet certain conditions, and then at least the whole ritual thing behind it was them like cutting an animal in half and then walking on uh either side of the cut animal um <laughs> from what i remember yeah so the covenant is a promise that says hey we're gonna meet these agreements if either one of us doesn't meet the requirements of this agreement then that dead animal is supposed to be me like it's 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 like a contract saying that if I don't do this, then I'm supposed to end up like that animal sacrificed for this. It's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the, it's the, the weird kind of deal that like it's kind of like that thing where it's like, hey, if you pinky promise, if you don't do it, then I'm gonna break your pinky. <laughs> kind of thing, except on a whole. Whole new, yeah. new level. <laughs> yeah, that kind of takes that to the extreme. It definitely does take it to the extreme. And the... It's just... One thing that, um... That God actually does... Well, no, that uh, Noah actually does is... Right after everything's done, after he leaves the Ark for a year, he just tell He just builds an altar to Noah. Like, just like, hey God, thank you for saving me. Like you said mm -hmm. you would. It's a uh, quite quite the thing, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, already he um, is telling telling uh, Noah that he's never going to uh, gonna flood the earth again, and that doesn't mean like normal floods. It means that he's never gonna like wipe the earth out for uh, for eternity, like the, like wipe the entire earth out with the flood, and then that's the uh, the sign of the rainbow too. The rainbow is the the signature of like hey this isn't gonna happen again and i know i said that like the section where it is uh noah's descendants and then it has the descendants of the nations descended from noah isn't um we're not going to talk about but something happens in verse 18 through 28 that i completely forgot about hmm. uh that i want to go over so in verse 18, it says, Sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, Japheth, and were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the people of earth were dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, he told, and Ham, and Ham the father of Canaan, saw the, the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both of their shoulders, and walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. 
When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of the servants shall be he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in, his, in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. So... We don't know exactly what happened here. Yeah. But we know something bad happened. We know that she, it says that um, that Ham walked in, saw his father naked, and came back out and told his two brothers. But one thing that is used in the Bible is the word saw or no when it's used it's usually talked about sex when it says that like they knew someone or they knew like came to know someone it usually talks about like mm. creating like recreating so oh, yeah. in the given text it can be assumed that ham raped his father here in his vineyard when he was drunk took advantage of his father and then just went outside and told his brothers about it yeah i mean yeah that's pretty messed up and the thing is is that like uh it shem and jpeth like walked backwards with a sheet so that they wouldn't like look at their father naked and did so in a like a most respectful way and then, even if it was just him peeking in, being like, ha dad's naked! Like, the, even, like, Shem and Japheth still did it a better way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was one thing that I completely forgot uh, forgot about in that section. It's just, yeah, something something messed up kind of happened there. And, and then Noah was just like, gosh, cursed be you. I would understandably be as pissed as Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Even if, yeah, like I said, even if nothing, like, happened, <laughs> that would be That's so, so weird. Be <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Family dinner the next night, just glaring at the sun that saw you naked and made fun of you. <laughs> or did other bad things to you. <laughs> yeah, but that is... That is the end of Noah's story, and the end of chapter 9 as well. And we see God's wrath in a manner that I don't think any of us are ever going to actually experience until Judgment Day. And I feel like it's going to be a little bit worse of wrath. Because, like, this is your second time around, and you're still doing this bad. Like, Yeah, right. Yeah, though, and I, I, I kind of just thought of this, like, one... Uh interesting thing about judgment day um relating to the flood is like um all of the uh like kind of natural disaster punishments god inflicts none of them deal with a flood so that's pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah none of us are gonna drown yeah but so the world will be ended with fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i don't know which is worse but yeah i don't know man it's uh Fire, fire and water, dude. Scary things to die from. Yeah. Very scary things. 
But that's not the point of this. (laughs) (laughs) It shows that, like, the world with sin, with no forgiveness, is this kind of wrath from God. Like, this is what happens when we choose to defy God and think, like, nothing bad will come from it. Like, even nowadays, when you do, like, hey, when you do, like, ha, no one one knows this, I can get away with this. Like, no. (laughs) Well, as a kid, when you do something and you're like, ha, my parents didn't know, they very much do know. Like, if you Mm. ever snuck out before, they're very Mm. aware. It's just Mm. not something they need to confront you on, because it's like, Alright, you're you're choosing to disobey. I I had better expectations for you, but Yeah. It's the world without forgiveness of sins is God's wrath. And if we don't have that, it's it, it's something something special. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like all our actions have consequences, you know. Yeah. I recently I just got asked, um, why do I believe that the Quran is not the the source of truth um, um, over the Bible? And I had to think about it for a second because I know that there's some specific stuff in the Quran that already like disproves it. Um, but one of the major things is that the Quran doesn't believe in righteousness from atonement of sins. They do believe that you can be righteous without having your sins atoned for and that always gets me because it's like if you believe in heaven you believe in a perfect place and if your sins aren't forgiven you're entering that perfect place with that weight still and the whole point of jesus's death and resurrection on the cross was to forgive all those sins and remove that weight so you're debt free and can enter heaven so you're seen as perfect in God's eyes because you believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like going back to kind of the whole covenant thing we were talking about earlier. It's like Jesus takes our the punishment that we were supposed to uh, have inflicted on us because we didn't keep our end of the covenant, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So. Because, <laughs> yeah, when God made a covenant with us, it was to send a son to forgive our sins. And it's unconditional because... We couldn't, we couldn't uh, pay our end of the debt, and God mm. knew that when He made it. But that's why He sacrifices Jesus in our place. He sacri- technically He kills man because man couldn't do their po- their part. Yeah. But since Jesus lived a perfect life, He was able to fulfill that covenant. Yeah. Yeah, and I also. Um, oh. I also think like that's kind of why the whole works works based righteousness doesn't work because mm-hmm. I don't know if you think about justice like people even if they do good actions after they commit bad ones they're still gonna be sentenced for their crimes it, like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone yeah. robbed bank and then his defense is like oh but I gave this I gave it all the charity <laughs> <laughs> but I gave all money to other people the bank, bro <laughs> it's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i actually brian talked about that <laughs> a little bit he was just like you don't have a person who murders someone but then did all these other things and the jury's just like i know he killed that guy 
but that homeless man he helped out the other day, what that was so yeah. nice of him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that that like it. It's not like math and like all these things add up. It's like now nah, there's you still have to face the consequences for mm-hmm. like like you can't you can't undo a wrong by rights, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it still exists, and that's why atonement is so important. Oh yeah. But yeah, I just uh. To think about the the world being this corrupt and it's only gonna get worse and it was terrible enough for God to end it. It's just how much worse are we gonna be getting? Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like I almost don't really want I hope I'm I'm not around for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't wanna see it, man. I don't no. wanna I don't wanna, I don't no. wanna encounter it. It can, be it can get it can get worse than than what it is right now but i don't want it, i don't want it to be the worst it'll ever be and that's the thing too i it's a very pessimistic view that i have but compared mm. to what we see now in in genesis and what we see in sodom and gomorrah and stuff like that if if, if the if the bible says that the world would get worse as it gets closer to judgment day and it'll be like the worst thing ever yeah. If if the time that we're in now is the worst it can ever get, right? Then I think that then I say that my like the, what my God says is the, like the worst is weak, and I know my God isn't weak, mm. so I know that this is nowhere near as bad yeah. as it will be, and it's yeah. such a like a, such a terrible thing to look at, but it's just the truth is that this is nowhere close to how bad it's gonna be. Yeah, and I don't want to be around for that. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's... At least we got a message of hope, though, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's why all this is super important now, is to, to know that it's only going to get worse, and that doesn't mean to not try, but, like, <clears throat> it, it, it really means that you need to try harder as far as, like, prevailing everything and, and bringing christ back to our world because the worse the nation gets and the worse the world gets the harder it's going to be to sway the hearts of man the more corrupt the world gets the harder it'll be for them to turn back to their creator so it's not a thing of like the world's going to get worse so i shouldn't try no it's the world's going to get worse so save as many people as you can now before it's too late Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, even some, like, people that, you know, didn't necessarily, like, believe in, like, in the the truth, in the truthfulness of religion, like, still thought it was extremely um, important in society, and when it was, like, starting to go, go away, I think at, like, the turn of, oh, gosh, the 20th century, I think, is when that was, like, mm-hmm. even, even those people were freaking out, it's like, yeah. No, we kind of need we kind of need religion in our society, or else uh, we're we're losing a lot here. Yeah. If if I were alive during like the Black Plague, I definitely would have thought that the world was ending. Like, oh, yeah. geez, dude. <laughs> I'll, I have, like half of Europe is just dead. <laughs> like, yeah, world the world's over. It's just, uh... <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Man. And yeah. And. Go- like either the world wars too, I would have thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, no, if yeah, half World War One, I, I would be like, oh, dude, yeah, the the world's probably ending, and then World War, and then like the World War ends and there's peace, I'd be like, huh, 
and then there's another world war again in my lifetime, I would definitely be like, oh my gosh, that was like the seven years, quote unquote, that God said in Revelation. That's definitely what that was. Yeah, like, I, I, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have been freaking out, dude. That would have just been so, so much. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, yeah, a whole lot to deal with in one moment. Yeah, like, well, uh, yeah, I can't, I couldn't imagine that, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that is, that is the story of Noah, and the flood, and God's wrath, and Jake, just kind of how we did in that little, little mini segment episode about Adam and Eve, and why God would put the tree of knowledge and good and evil, if you guys want to listen to that little mini episode, go ahead and check it out we talk about yeah, sure. uh we talk about just what fellowship means and how food is and in the bible and why god would put uh an element that seemed like an obvious fall for humanity why he would do that um in the, in the same manner jake why do you why do you think a loving god would kill would kill all of humanity well I guess it goes, you know, back back to the idea if you believe that the Lord is perfectly just and, um, you, you know, we're not explicitly given in, in this here um, passage exactly what, how, in what aspect these people were being wicked. We just know they, they must have been doing some really bad stuff. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, if some kind of... Uh, I don't know, um, like book or movie was written about just some of these people's lives. We we would want to see these people on death row most likely, um, <laughs> at least. So, um, yeah. Even though you know it, it's it's hard to think about. It's like sometimes like like it's like man, did he have to kill all the like what the animals do? Like, all these animals had to die. Well, actually, I know uh, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Problem of Pain that kind of tackles this question and it's i did read it, it was a while ago so i don't remember all of his arguments but i would definitely recommend that book if you want to dive deeper deeper further into this question because yeah it's a difficult question to tackle for sure but you know i guess for me i just i gotta believe that that god is just you know he uh he he doesn't just murder and kill people <laughs> for little petty things it's like now these these people have actually like severely um done really bad things and, mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of that aspect of uh, back in adam and eve's thing of just like you want the creation to obey and if the creation isn't obeying like god gives them several thousand years to to rework everything but here's the thing when it came to killing all of humanity this happens in sodom and gomorrah too and we'll get to it in a little bit but abraham abraham is praying to god saying god don't destroy sodom and gomorrah if you can if there's one righteous person in Sodom and Gomorrah. Please spare them. And God promises Abraham, he says, okay, 
if there is a if there is a righteous person in Sodom and Gomorrah, they will live. I promise that to you. Everyone in Sodom and Gomorrah dies because not one person in there was righteous. Mm. Like that is the sad truth. God made the promise to Abraham that he would save anyone who was righteous, but there wasn't a person that was righteous to save. And mm. in the same way, Noah Noah's family is saved from the flood because Noah was righteous, but not a single person other than Noah. Not Noah's family wasn't righteous. It was Noah was righteous. Yeah, and no because way. of his righteousness, his family was saved. But not mm. a single other person on the entire world was righteous in the eyes of God. Like, that's that's some weight. And it was a loving, generous God because he didn't just wipe humanity and start over and recreate humanity. He saved the only, he saved the righteous. And it just happened to be that Noah was the only one who fit that category. Right. He didn't even have to save Noah's family, but it kind of fit into the aspect of uh, one, one of each kind, male and female kind of aspects for recreating. So he saved Noah, saved Noah's wife. And I think kind of to avoid incest in the most way possible, he saved the wives of his sons as well. But like, uh, have you, uh, have you seen, or did you even hear about the movie, like The Ark when it came out, or like Noah when it came out? Dude, I feel like three different Noah movies have come out within the past like five years. There was, there was one that was like a... Like an R-rated movie or something because oh, it really? just showed a lot of people dying. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't. I may have heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, so the 2014 movie Noah. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't rated very good, and I watched it, and it wasn't a very good movie. Oh, um, man. so it was a. It's a PG-13 movie, so it's not. Um, it's not rated R. But yeah. if you want, like a. Of quote-unquote visual, I'm not going to say that this is, like, a, a, an accurate movie, because it really isn't. It didn't have, like, a lot of... It didn't have, like, a lot of Christian stuff to it. The description says when God decides that mankind has become too sinful and must be wiped from the earth, he chooses Noah uh, for a great task. Noah must build an ark large enough to hold his wife, adopted daughter, sons, Douglas, Booth, and their wives... Uh, plus breeding pairs of every animal. And when tasked with this, Noah and his family witnessed God's wrath in the form of an apocalyptic flood. Um, it's a... It, it kind of goes over the stuff. It's not, like, biblically accurate as far as, like, details and whatnot. But usually most of these movies aren't. But if you kind of want to get a better grasp of, like, the visual of the corruptedness, I guess... Um, it, this, this movie is a good start. It can nowhere depict how corrupt humanity was, because, my gosh, I can't even fathom how corrupt humanity would be to make God regret their existence, but, but yeah, if you kind of want a better visual, you can watch that one. But, uh, there's a, there's one scene, it's, this is where it's not biblically accurate. Uh, Noah has an adopted daughter in this movie, like it says. It's just That's just not how that works at all, but it, it, back in that day. But Noah just has an adopted daughter, <laughs> and 
this movie came out in 2014, so it's not spoilers at all. If you haven't seen this movie, it's been nine years, so I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but <laughs> that, that daughter dies by being trampled by the people chasing after the Ark when the floodwaters are coming, trying to live, right? Um, and, just, like, her character is created just so that she can die in that scene because um, she's running, like, they're all running into the Ark because the floodwaters are coming and they're being chased by the mobs of people. Uh, and the, 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 the adopted daughter stops and, like, turns back and looks at everything, like, all the people running at her. And she kind of, like, stands and it, it's like she's going to start preaching or talking to them. And they don't slow down, and they just run over her, <laughs> like no. like, the, like Mufasa no. and the Lion King. They just <laughs> trample her, and she dies right then and there. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty it's it's an interesting movie. But regardless of that, yeah, it's it's a it's a heavy weight, but we still have. It, the moral of the story isn't God punishes the punishes those who are unrighteous. Is it's He saves those who are righteous. Hmm. It just happened to be that the only one who was righteous with God was Noah, and that's just a sad truth. Like God would have chosen to save the others if they were righteous, but they were just too wicked to be saved. Yeah. So. All right, well, that will end this episode of Word on the Street. Thank you guys again so much for listening. If you enjoyed everything that was going on, please feel free to let us know via the email that is in the description of every episode or through the Instagram that's in the description of the episode. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, give us a comment, uh, subscribe or like to let us know that you guys are enjoying what's going on or if you have any questions, uh, prayer requests, anything, feel free to reach out to us uh in any way that you guys uh can we've made it uh, very easy for you guys through the email and through youtube and everything if you guys want to reach out with prayer requests or different comments or even want to um ask questions about things that we covered uh we are more than happy to go over them with you guys so we will we will tackle those either directly or through uh through little mini segment episodes that we will uh that we will do in the future uh, thank you guys again so much for watching, and uh, Jake, uh, can you go ahead and uh, outro us out? Yeah, so, alright everyone, thanks all, thank you all again for watching, and join us next time on the Word on the Street win. God has corrupted the human language? <laughs>